Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe in Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream, or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the PIN 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. Well, here we are. I don't even know how to push the controls. It seems like it's been... More than a week since we've been on. I'm Bill Sparks. It was our own all-star break-off. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Baseball wasn't having one. We did. Right. We had an all-star break. We had an all-star break. We had a very great time with ACB. They did a great coverage. I I did, too. I mean, that was very, very well done, and and we'll strive to do that well. I'm going to turn it over to Chris because he's got a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, we got a, we, we got a show for you tonight, boy. We got you know you give uh, give the sports world two weeks uh, to do do it to leave it to its own devices without us around uh, complaining, and they'll do some things, and they did. So we got yes. got a Those bunch years. of we got a bunch of baseball. We have uh, of course the odds and ends, miscellaneous stuff. Uh, we're going to go through with the baseball. We're going to go through who who is not going to play. Uh, then some of the people who have the coronavirus and some other things that have been going on with baseball, the debacle and testing with baseball. Were, again. Probably the first half hour or so is going to be baseball once we get through with the preliminaries here. And then we're going to go into the miscellaneous stuff, uh, you know, odds and ends, big new contract, the NFL, some boxing, the hockey and basketball are getting closer to opening. So we'll have things about college that. Football. College football. Little media stuff, college football stuff. Then we've got the deaths. We've only got six deaths tonight for a two-week period. That is not bad, considering we actually could have, if we'd uh, worked out time-wise, could have gotten Joe Bugle into the time before, but he didn't make it. So we've got six deaths, and then we've got the history. We got, oh, do we have history for you. Golf, so, tennis, and baseball. Golf, tennis, and baseball. All-star all games and no-hitters. But anyway, it's show 100. We have hit triple digits, just like many of you in the south, uh, southern and the western part yes. of the country have hit triple digits, and we have too. And in about a month, it's going to be a little less than a month. It's going to be our two-year anniversary too. So that's coming up. But here's Sean coming up with uh, the info that he always gives at the beginning of the show. And, you know, thinking about last year at the break, coming back, all we had to talk about were a few baseball notes and NBA freeze and signings. But this year with the craziness, there's a lot more. So, anyway, if you want to leave us a message, if you're listening on the podcast or even if you're listening live, you don't want to call in, but you can do it anytime, 800-693-0595. Option two, say it's for Sports Lounge. And then... Uh, you can also, at any time, you can email us at sportslounge at allthingsradio.net. That's another way you can contact us. Or if you want to call in, you go do the Zoom number that we gave or 317-886-1103 if you just want to get in and make your comment and hang up. You know, that's a cost. It doesn't cost you anything, but it costs a legend big bucks. So, hey, but, but you also have the Zoom number, and those are definitely ways to get in. 
in touch with us and probably let's get right to it because there's a bunch of stuff. Okay, so you guys get usually as we usually do, we're going to do the uh, uh, golf and uh, NASCAR because we got results on those. So why don't you tell us about the golf and then Robert can do the NASCAR rush, huh? Well, Colin McCollin, McConnell, I think so. Uh, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, that he won in a three-hole playoff over Justin Thomas. The game or the game, the tournament. See, I'm so used to. We're so excited about it, the sports, but the tournament. The final round was moved up because of a threat of rain. So the tournament was over by about 2 p.m. Eastern. What you saw on CBS, they showed it on tape delay. It was the Workday Classic there in Ohio. They're going to play another tournament next weekend at the same site. Yeah, apparently it'll, one be, of the it'll be the Memorial uh, Tournament. The it'll be the Memorial. Where is that? Near Columbus somewhere, that, I think? Uh, Deerfield, yeah. Ohio. And and yeah, because apparently one of the uh, sponsors postponed their tournament or one of the courses. So uh, he, they ended up uh, just staying there for two weeks. So, yeah. yeah. And then what's going on with NASCAR, uh, Robert? Uh, Cole Custer won his very first NASCAR race. He's a rookie and he managed, he managed to win the Kentucky race today. The next race on the NASCAR schedule is the all-star race. That'll be Wednesday night on Fox sports one at eight 30. And then, next Sunday afternoon, it'll be Texas Motor Speedway, and it'll be on NBC Sports Network, and from now on, starting from next Sunday until the end of the season, races will either be on NBC, the big NBC, or NBC Sports Network, and frankly, uh, a little uh, editorial here, I much prefer the Fox crew that does the the race coverage than the the NBC crew. Well, Um, they normally do that because in the spring, NBC has hockey and other stuff, and then in the fall, when it gets Fox has football, so that's why they work it out to where in Fox's overload time, you know, they can well, that's why they can have it early. And NBC's going to have overload because they're going to have hockey, so yeah, uh, uh, well, <laughs> no, I, I wish the Fox crew could uh, could handle all 36 races because they do a much better job of covering than covering it than NBC does, yeah, and, well, definitely better than the way ABC ESPN used to do it. That's they right, had it for a few years okay so baseball well what in the world and it's a little mixed up because we you get information as you go along i tried to put it into different categories i tried to first get the one i started getting this ready usually i start on like sunday morning i started doing a little on friday a little on saturday because i knew it was going to take a while and still some, some more on sunday so for baseball some of the people that are out buster posey he just announced this on uh, friday and uh, he he decided he was going to be out of course the catcher for the giants and he, he's he's getting older he's probably in his mid-30s so he's well just, and they had they just adopted a set of twins also. Okay. That, yes. That's one of the reasons All right. why. Premature. Uh, they were born, the twins were born premature. Yes. Mike Leak, a pitcher for the Arizona Diamondbacks, is not going to play. Uh, these people are not getting paid, and they're not getting service time because they opted out uh, you know, on their own. Right. Uh, unless they had uh, pre-existing conditions, I think. Is that what it is, Perry? That is correct. Yeah. So these guys are just not, uh, they're no service time. And, and it does not and be, and, and Ryan Zimmerman, who you're going to get to, I, it, yes. it cannot be a family member it has to be your condition right okay. so then we jo- and now just he's next joe ross of the uh, uh, nationals and ryan zimmerman and what uh, perry's referring to is his mother i guess has ms and he was uh, concerned about her but again it can't be uh, a family member so it's got to be uh, got to be yourself uh and uh, as i say no pay uh, unless it's their own condition uh ian desmond uh the outfielder
outfielder for the Colorado uh, Rockies. He's going to be out. Uh, David Price is going to be out. Well, David Price, as I was telling Perry, you know, and being a Red Sox fan, it's like, uh, yeah, you want him to pitch. You might get a good year out of David Price. You might get an injured year out of David Price. You might get a bad year out of David Price. You're going to get a lot of mouth out of David Price. And the Dodgers, uh, they want to win this year. And The two teams that you kind of almost think are kind of owed at this point, the Indians, because they haven't won since 1948, and the Dodgers, since they've been so close, and they can complain about the Red Sox and Astros uh, cheating on them. But David Price is, is – the players like him. I don't know why. I don't get it because, you know, he gets in the locker room, but then he, everybody else, he's a pain in the neck. So I think all in all, the Dodgers are, are better off, but that's just me. Well, and, and remember, Chris, the Dodgers didn't necessarily want David Price, but no. the, to get Mookie Betts, they had to take David Price. So and actually, they, that's they, right. And they wanted, they and wanted, wanted Mookie Betts. The, yeah, and they wanted Mookie Betts that badly that they took the David Price contract. That's right. Which, and they, that means which they, they have two more years year. left. Right, they do, and and that this is only a third of a year they're saving on, but still they're saving some money. So, uh, you know, whatever they're not paying for, and and they, but there's no service time. So yeah, that's right. He'll still have to be there through 22 now, I guess. Right? Is that the yep. way it's going to work? That is correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Then we have Wellington Castillo of the White Sox. Oh, these are the Nick, Nationals. Are they of oh, the Nationals? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Nick Markakis is out for Atlanta, uh, and he says he's not going to go because uh, there's no fans. Okay. All right. Yeah, Whatever, Nick. Dumb, dumb excuse, Nick. I, I mean, you got to have a more valid reason than that. Come he's on. getting a little older too. I yeah. think that's the guy. He's in his mid thirties, and he's probably yeah. figured, you know, I got my money at least for now. Another older guy who's not going to play, and this could be the end for him is Felix Hernandez, uh, also for the Braves, the King. He is the King Felix. He's not going to play. Yeah. Uh, he was there on a, a minor league deal, I think. Yes. I wonder uh, if that's part of it with him, Chris. I wonder if that's part of it because he knows, you know, they have a young rotation, and chances are, uh, of course, now Cole Hamels is is out again, so he might have made the rotation at least for a while. But I wonder if he figured, I'm not probably going to make the rotation, and uh, you know, well, I'm not going. I'm not going right, to the like pool the anyway. That is short of yeah, the Red Sox are short of starters and others. Uh, you could try to you know add agitate for a trade too you know but uh you know that's whatever he's just not going to play this year okay now the tommy hotavy for the he's the cubs coach uh he's he a pitching, is, was, pitching coach yes yes he's recovered from uh covid 19 he's, he's 38 years old he's recovered um it says in his little article that we had about him that he plays for the red sox in 12, 11 and 12 i don't remember the guy at all but he <laughs> had a cup of coffee here jose quintana is out with a thumb injury from washing dishes you see that these are dangerous times we're out there you know people are washing dishes they're hurting their thumbs it's very very sad so he's then uh, uh, let's see then we have uh, tommy fam uh from san diego he uh and he was diagnosed with the virus uh he of course plays with san diego now or he's going to play with san diego at some point i don't think he got there but uh, before that he was with the cardinals and tampa bay and uh and so we had i guess this will get us to the testing we had 31 players and seven staff i suppose since you, met, since you mentioned chris the tommy fam remember there's also yeah. some others who tested yeah kenley jansen kenley jansen had the virus but he's uh, that's why he showed up late to Dodgers camp. And mm-hmm. uh, like Perry said before the show started, Kenley Jensen may end up opting out because of his heart condition. Right. So. And uh, Araldus Chapman of the Yankees has uh, right. the virus. Yep. Yeah. And the other thing, too, they're 
mentioning that I was listening to uh, Ed Coleman and Sweeney Murphy on WFAN tonight before we got on, and they're saying that um, Robbie Cano has not been at Mets camp for the last few days. He was there at the beginning, and he's not there now. So this is the old, well, we're not going to invite, uh, announce our virus list. However, if you see somebody and then you don't, and they won't tell you where they are, you kind of know that they probably have the virus. They, yeah, unless, it, unless it's a Buster Posey situation that he got there, he didn't like the situation, and and now he's thinking about, well, do I want to opt out? And he would be right, another well, one. He would be another out. one, Chris, that that would be a candidate for that because remember, he's already got his money. He, you know, look at the yeah. contract he signed. He doesn't need money. Yeah, right. let's see, I believe the Mets have what four more years on that ridiculous deal. It's you know, it's uh, for uh, Cano. You mean for Cano? Yeah. Okay, uh, that that's true. So so Perry, what would be uh, problems? You you brought up a lot of problems about testing and what's been going on, and also tell that story about the Dominican Republic, uh, which okay. I didn't know until today. This Apparently, uh, they had two flights of players that they had to fly from the Dominican Republic to Miami, and it was a Major League Baseball charter deal, and uh, they flew them to Miami. They did not test them before they left, and they got positive tests once they hit Miami. So some of the people who've tested positive were on that flight. Um, others on the flight, like Juan Soto they have of the Nationals, they've requested that they quarantine for a little bit just to be safe. But wouldn't you think with all the testing that is available, and MLB, according to Jim Bowden, they did have tests that they could have used, and they did not. Right. So, you know, this is, they're just uh, making a mess. And then, so the other thing now, everybody's uh, tested at least, and now they, and apparently only like 1% tested positive at the, at the time they did it of the people they tested. But the there was a problem getting the test results and getting the tests processed, wasn't there? There was because you had, it happened over the 4th of July weekend, which they should have known, you know, the 4th of July was on the weekend. Maybe they could have reported a few days earlier, you know, or a day or so later, something yeah. like that, but they didn't. So that's why they claim they had the test problems and because it was a 4th of July weekend. Now you hope by Labor Day maybe they realize these things and they do them at a time that's, you know, where they're not going to have these issues. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> now now the other the other thing I heard t- just on that show with uh, Ed Coleman and Sweeney Murdy is apparently the Houston, there's a bunch of the virus in, in the Houston locker room is what I'm hearing. And, not and a, the not in the locker room. It is um, yesterday they postponed their workout the Astros did. Now unless something has broken today, they postponed their workout because somebody in the front office was yeah, exposed was but today they were working out today again okay yeah no, right. nobody in the yeah nobody in the locker room was a, he was exposed they were exposed it was a family member of somebody okay. in the front office okay then when continuing here we have freddie freeman of the uh, braves who i guess is, is fairly ill with it or was fairly ill a few days he ago. was he's get, he's reco- he's getting better now yeah, he's recovered yeah. okay more braves will smith uh took uh, Toussaint. Tuki Toussaint. Tuki Toussaint. Yes. Whatever he is. And Pete Cosma. I think was he the guy who was on the Cardinals back in the yes, 13th? Yes. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I remember him. Okay. And, he's, and he is on their taxi squad. So, I mean, the, okay. these other three, Toussaint, uh, Freeman, and Will Smith, those were, they were on the major league, but Pete Cosma was on their taxi squad, you know, in case okay. they would have an injury or something right. like that. Right. Okay. Salvador Perez of the uh, Royals is supposedly uh, uh, has it, but with no Simpson symptoms. Uh, let's see. 
Uh, Miguel Sano of the Minnesota Twins uh, has gotten it, apparently, and three yeah. more twins that are non-named. And, again, they don't have to release their names if they yes. don't want you to. Eric Young is out for Atlanta, uh, the first base coach. He's opted out. He opted uh, out, yes. And he thought it was too risky. Um, Jesus uh, Lazarez. Lazardo. Lazardo from the, yeah. the A's. And apparently he was quite a prospect. Uh, uh, he, he is quite a prospect. Uh, um, they brought him up at the end of last season, and they, they expected him to possibly start out as the uh, ace of the staff this year. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with him you know, okay. now that this is Over with the Red Sox, we have Bobby Dahlbeck, uh, who's uh, been a promising hitter in spring training in the past, and uh, Eduardo Rodriguez both have it. And yeah. Eduardo didn't get with the team. He, he ended up, uh, I, I think he's in, I don't know if he's in Puerto Rico or where he is, but he's, he didn't, was not with the team. So he's quarantining wherever he is. And, and he, he was allegedly, he was allegedly, Chris, going to be the opening day starter. He was. That, yeah. Yeah, he was. And now it's going to be uh, Nathan Evaldi. But uh, yeah, so that's, that's the deal. We actually, we have an opening day schedule of sorts. We have some of it for you later on as we move along here in this baseball uh, rundown and a couple of relievers, they said, but I didn't get any names on them. Uh, and then we get to another bizarre story, and it's kind of a, a long one, but we can kind of shorten it because the, our friend David USF put like a nine-minute article. It's about Andrew Tolls, and this is uh, really hits a lot. Of, you know, in sports, when I say this every week, we hit all kinds of issues that affect society, and this is the one about homelessness and, and the rights of those with mental illness. What should they be? What are they? Uh, it used to be too much. The family could get anybody. You, you've heard, you saw those old movies where, oh, she's crazy. Well, can we'll throw her in and just because the guy didn't love her he throws her in the booby hatch for 20 years well that wasn't right but we have a situation where andrew toll has a lot of issues uh, uh, schizophrenic etc he's he was arrested in key west sleeping behind the key west airport and and that was on june 22nd he was homeless uh let's see he was he had started i'd been signed by tampa bay and he did uh, not or, and he had a pretty promising career but he had anxiety and other issues so then he uh, left tampa bay didn't show up. Uh, Andrew Freeman got to the Dodgers, former Tampa Bay general manager. He uh, wanted to, you know, knew he had potential, signed him for the six, it got him in 16 and early 17. He played uh, through the, most of the 16 season. He was the regular left fielder and had a good postseason uh, in 16 and a good regular season. Uh, then he tore up his knee in 17 and then uh, he went, he was in Oklahoma City in 18 in the minors, but he didn't show up in, uh, you know, it was supposedly a personal matter and that's all they told the press in 19 for the Dodgers in that postseason he hit 364 uh, you know and then uh, he's just got a lot of issues and right now his family at least knows where he is they didn't even know where he was because he he had enough money that he, well, he didn't at least they be... knew where he was Chris when he was in custody yeah right right well he, he was going to be arraigned and then by now maybe they don't even uh, know where he is but you the know, whole it, thing is just, the whole thing is just sad it yeah, really is. It, is it is and then you know he had some uh, his father played for the New Orleans Saints apparently uh, and uh, his, his sister is a co- basketball coach. Uh, I forget where. So you know, she you know, a woman's basketball coach. So it's really a sad story. And the poor, the poor family. They can't. If he has to agree to be uh, to to go in uh, to seek help, and if he gets 
arrested or something like this, it might be a week or two, and then he's off on the street. And he can just, if he doesn't like where he is, he was in Hong Kong at one point because he has the money from his signing, and he has access to it. He has power of attorney. He can do what he wants. So it's really a sad commentary on where. what do we do about all this? I don't know. That's a topic for another show, but, uh, you know, that's the kind yeah, of thing that can happen. We would, we would have to do a different kind of show for something we like would. that. Okay. So then we have the age reconsidering not being on radio, according to an article in, in the in the paper. However, has there been any uh, any more anything concrete about there? It's just uh, talk, Robert. No, right now it's just talking. You know, I don't even know if uh, John Fisher has paid his stupid rent because uh, remember we had the story a few weeks yeah. ago about him not paying his rent for the season. Oh, he probably paid it. Um, they, and, uh, you and, know, how, a lot of times, Robert, and then this happens forever. The, the problem is raised and then it gets solved on a day when something else is going on and you never hear the, that it all ended happily ever right. after. Well, sure uh, the, reason why, the reason why I bring this up, from my understanding, the A's are doing their spring training, not in Oakland, but they're doing it in San Jose at the that minor is league ballpark. That is correct. That, yeah, I, got, I got that report through yeah. Susan Slusser of the uh, Chronicle. Of the Chronicle, yes. I assume the Blue Jays are training in Buffalo? Uh, no, uh, they're actually allowed to train in Toronto, the Canadian now, government. there's another situation, Chris, that you bring up, the Blue Jays. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, the Blue Jays are allowed to do their uh, summer camp Great, in Toronto, camp. and yeah. they are supposed to hear from the Canadian government. Uh, they were supposed to hear today if that waiver is going to be granted for the season. But here's right. the situation. Because they were given a waiver, um, they were told, and apparently this rule will apply to any team coming in to play them too that if you leave the uh, Marriott Hotel which is connected to the Rogers Center in any way you could get a $750,000 fine and jail time yeah, so in other words, you know the hotel that's inside the building of the... Uh, yeah, of where, what, where people yeah. used to watch people making out in the... Yeah, yeah I exactly. know. I heard about that. The, yeah. the, the Blue Jays, uh, all their players and fam- whatever, they have to stay there. They can't They can't live in their homes in, in the right. city. They've got to stay in the hotel. And any visiting team that comes into Toronto has to stay in that hotel. And they also... And from what they, they were saying this Buffalo, morning, what they yeah. were saying this morning is that the players don't necessarily like that rule because, of course, you know, when everything shut down, they had already purchased their condos and, and things like that, so now they're paying for something that they that they won't be able right. to use. And the other thing, too, well, what are they supposed to do when if they do play in Buffalo, are they going to still stay in Toronto and then be back to Buffalo not, every I day? That, I think, Chris, we're getting to the point where they're, they're probably ruling Buffalo out. I think they're going yeah, to play I in think, Toronto. I think they're going yeah. to be playing in Toronto, but they, they all have to stay in the building. They cannot go out in the city at all. You can't not leave the hotel at all. You got to stay there and and play your games. Now, when we get to hockey, are they under pretty much the same kind of thing, or have they got more of a complex that they can do things in, or because they were tested and not, and then they're not going to be going anywhere? Are they? How is hockey going to work as opposed to baseball? Now, hockey, from my understanding, both in Toronto and Edmonton, will be able to use whatever hotels they want to. But since the Blue Jays, when they built the Sky Dome, 
since they built it with a hope hill already in it, this is what the Canadian government has decided the Blue Jays have to do. Oh, well, but no, but the other thing, Robert, is it's not about the hotel as much as it's about the, the hockey teams. Once they get to Toronto and Edmonton, that's where they're going to stay. Yeah. And they're not going to be yeah. leaving Canada. So right. they're going to be in those cities and those cities are pretty safe and, and people have done what they need. It's similar to right now. If you come in from any other state except New England and New York and New Jersey, you have to quarantine for two weeks in Massachusetts. That's correct. So that's what I'm saying. Everybody, they feel safe up there. So they're going to stay there. And even if the East and West play and one go, they go from back and forth between Toronto and Edmonton, still Canada, whereas you got people going to Florida and then coming to Toronto. So exactly. they don't want to. Well, they won't go back and forth until the... Yeah, until the final. Yeah. Right, right, right. But I'm saying they, they're, they've got the people, they're still all staying in Canada, whereas you've got people going to Florida and, and everywhere in Georgia and everything and then coming back up there. Right. So that's the problem. Okay. So there you go. Let's segue into hockey. No, no. Well, no, we're, we're going to do the hockey later. We're far from that. Yeah. Okay. we got Andy Mazur as the, uh, for the White Sox play-by-play guy on radio. That's good. I like him. I remember him in San Diego. And I don't know where he's been the last few years. Was he doing TV somewhere? Or no, what? he was but, working at WGN Radio just as a he did he did sports yeah. talk and he was a sportscaster. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the minor leagues. Uh, this has been like uh, no secret for three months. But the minor leagues uh, was canceled. We kind of knew that was going to happen. Um, let's see. We have more. Oh, don't worry. We have and, more. And keep in mind with that story, Chris. While you're looking, uh, yeah. also there may be teams in the minor leagues that because they didn't have a season some teams may not make it so you keep hearing about contraction of the minor leagues and this this. Um, some of the teams may contract just because they don't make it, not necessarily because and of the situation with baseball. That might have been contracted and move up a division next year because some teams either don't make it or they say, you know what, we're, it's more beneficial for us to go join the Atlantic League. Now, or now one typically, of the typically your AAA teams will probably be fine, but it's your, you know, it's these low A and, and such yeah. where you're going to have the problem. Some AA, some AA. Spencer Torkelson with Detroit, he was signed uh, for an $8 million contract. He was the number one uh, pick. I think he's a second baseman. Um, he is the on. Their, he is on their taxi squad. That is yeah. correct. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, okay, uh, let's see. Bobby Bonilla Day. Sean, why don't you tell us what Bobby Bonilla Day is? Bobby Bonilla Day goes until twenty thirty-five, and he gets a payment of on July first of every year one million nine hundred eighty-three thousand dollars because they had a five point nine million dollar pay. Out or yeah, like yeah. back in mm-hmm. 2000, yeah. and he chose. They worked it. They said, and the whole thing. And I found this out this year. I didn't realize this part was because the Wilpons, of course, who were involved in, with Bernie Madoff, they did this because they said, "Oh, we'll have cash flow later, so we'll just we'll defer this and pay him an amount each year, drawn interest and everything." So it comes out. He they they're paying him out the 5.9 million plus eight and a half percent interest compounded annually all the way through 2035 so it's going to cut it comes out like i said to about one million nine hundred and eighty three thousand and i've got more and i've got more information on the mets anyway because that the auction is taking place for the bidding on the new york mets because they are for sale steve cohen who made a 2.6 billion dollar offer in february and the whole the whole idea with the will ponds run
running the team for, you know, five years after he took over, that that whole deal was shot down. Well, he's in he's increased his bid to over four billion dollars. Um, and this includes SNY, by the way. Uh, whoever buys the Mets are also going to get access to SNY. The people that own the Devils and the 76ers have also gotten involved, and they've, they've thrown in it's like a $3.5 billion bid or something like that for the Mets. Also, Alex Rodriguez and Jennifer Lopez have thrown in their bid. I, f- I forget what their number is. So the auction is taking place you know, for the control of the New York Mets. Okay, when is that uh, taking place, Robert? Uh, well, the, the bids were submitted this week. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see how long it takes the Wilpons to decide on who they want to buy them. So. Okay. we The Field of Dreams game is going to be played. It's going to be the uh, the White Sox and the Cardinals in uh, in Iowa there. With, no, the with no fans, though. With yeah. no fans, yeah. And, and, it uh, was suppo- and it was supposed to be the White Sox and the Yankees, but it's right. going to be the White Sox and the Cardinals. Right. So, and then, uh, so Manfred said, Robert, Manfred said they were always going to pay for 60 games. Well, the way he put it was, uh, you know, they, you know, the, the the point was they wanted the players to, if you remember, play 80 or something and get paid for 60. So basically, the owners always said it was going to be about 60 games, as they were that was all they were comfortable uh, to to do. And you know, and they and weren't going to say the, the reason. The reason, of course, is they didn't want to say we're proposing 60 games because they knew they would. The players at that time would have filed a grievance and they would have lost that grievance the, right. the owners the would enough time so right. they ran the clock out and got it to uh, you know the point where we're starting on July 23rd and that's the deal yeah. so and the only the thing all- now though Chris with the with the players is because in the end the players did not agree to the 60 game schedule remember we have no expanded playoffs right and the players are going to lose approximately 25 million this year Okay. Um, so anyway, and then and next year, if I'm not mistaken, we we don't have collective bargaining. So next year, doesn't the DH go away again in the National League? That's my understanding, but they may they may just I agree to that. I think I, it's here to stay. I, I have a feeling we're stuck with that. Um, uh, for National League fans, I feel sorry, but I, I think it's here to stay. Like I told the, somebody the other day, um, and the schedule came out for next year, uh, and of course uh, provided. We don't have any more stoppages or shutdowns. The season is supposed to start on April 1st next year, and it's supposed to end on October 3rd next year. Yeah, and ironically, the Red Sox are going to open at home against Baltimore next year, and they're going to open at home against Baltimore this year. Yeah, and interleague next year will be geographically scheduled again. Yeah, just like yeah. this year. Oh, so. okay. So we're not going to. Okay. All right. Yeah. So the and we do have the games for the 23rd also. Yeah. Yes, we do. Uh, we're going to get to that. Yeah. So we have the All-Star game was canceled this year. And the uh, uh, first year since 1945, there won't be an All-Star game. But you'll hear about plenty of plenty of All-Star games later on. We got All-Star games <laughs> no, coming God. out of our ears. Uh, okay. And next year, uh, it'll be in Atlanta. And in 22, it'll be uh, back at Dodger Stadium. And it hasn't been there since when? The in 1980. 1980. Okay. the only time. We'll have that in the day in history, too. We'll be talking about that. Yeah. Uh, Colorado signed Matt Kemp, the well-traveled outfielder. Uh, Luis Sesa and uh, DJ LeMayhew also diagnosed uh, were positive tests for the Yankees. It's funny because I remember on the message you sent, uh, I think uh, Perry talking about uh, Brian Cashman and what he was saying, and this was a week and a half ago, the Yankees are healthy right now. And well, <laughs> not anymore. I guess the Cubs still are, right? Yes, they, they are. are. Yes, they are. And Aaron okay. Judge, by the way, 
was scratched today from the Yankee lineup like they did before that. And by the way, just just for those who like to listen to real baseball, I know on Friday night, hey, there could be plenty of games. I don't even know. But I kept hearing promos today on FAN for Friday night. The Mets and Yankees are going to play Saturday night. I forget whether it's starting. No, actually, it's it's Saturday night and Sunday night, Chris, 18th and 19th. Okay. And then, and then on the, on and then on the twentieth, the Yankees are going to play the Phillies. So. Okay, so you're going to have three exhibition games: uh, one in City Field, one at Yankee which, Stadium, and then the Phillies. Which game is your which? Uh, the, that's your limit. You can only have three. Okay. Right, yeah. So I don't know what the Red Sox are doing. Haven't heard it yet. But but the schedule for now, I don't have the whole schedule. I have about the twelve games here, and there were fifteen. On the twenty third, we have the uh, Yankees are at Washington. That's on Thursday night. And That'll be at follow- seven p.m. Eastern. By the 7 way. PM Okay, right in the middle of all things radio. Okay. And then um, the Dodgers will be at San Francisco after that, probably about that'll 10 o'clock. At, that'll be at 10 o'clock. PM. Okay. Friday, we have Baltimore at the Red Sox, Tampa Bay at Toronto. So what you're going to see now, look look at this. You have the, the, the American League East is a good example. These things are easy to figure out. You took the Yankees out of the equation, so that means the other four Eastern teams will play each other, and you know it, there'll be one interleague game in each division like that all the time, all the way through, so yeah. people can play. So Baltimore at the uh, at the Red Sox, Tampa Bay and Toronto, Colorado and Texas. That's opening uh, the new field, uh, Globe Life. Uh, we have Oakland at Arizona. We have Philadelphia at Chicago. No, Oakland at, at the uh, Angels. Uh, at Atlanta, uh, the LA Angels. Yes, yeah. you're right. Uh, Philadelphia at Chicago. Uh, at Milwaukee. No, Wait, no Milwaukee is at Milwaukee is at Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Philadelphia is at Miami. Right. Uh, Atlanta is at the Mets. The Cubs are at Milwaukee. You're right. Cincinnati. No, is Milwaukee is at the Cubs. Milwaukee is uh, at the Cubs. Oh, okay. All right. They they said it. Uh, I didn't get that. Cincinnati and Detroit. I'm going to say and from now on because I don't know where these games are. Pittsburgh <laughs> and St. Louis, Minnesota and the White Sox, Cleveland and Kansas City. So those are the ones that we we got. Um, let's see. Okay, now Perry, you they, you talked about an MLB rebate for those who have that. Yes, uh, as if you have game day audio, or I would assume this applies to to MLB TV, you will get a. You can either do one of two things. You if you do nothing, they will just carry it to next year, and next year you will only pay. Six Seven dollars and some odd cents, but you can apply for a rebate. Um, you should have gotten an email about it. You can apply for a rebate. It would be twelve something, and then um, you would pay the full price for next year. Right. And then, as we said uh, earlier, uh, Mike Trout, or well, we didn't actually mention it here, but Mike Trout isn't sure if he's going to play. I guess he's still in training, but he's thinking about his wife is going to have a baby in August, so he's not sure what he's going to do once that happens. So he may start the season. Uh, so we talked about the DH already. The thing where the runner is being put at second base will only be in the regular in the regular season, will not be I in the playoffs. That. I absolutely hate that rule. <laughs> and, and we already talked about the, uh, 19, the 2021 schedule. And let's see. Okay, then we're talking about the Cleveland, while we're at it, we got the you know we'll get to more stuff on the uh, Redskins and so forth. But uh, the Cleveland uh, Indians may be re- renamed. Uh, there's I forget what were some of the names that they the Spiders is the name of, was an old one they used to have. I know that was uh, thrown into the mix. I don't even remember. I was telling uh, somebody though today that the reason they're named the Indians is because of this player named.
named uh, James Sakalekta, who was an Indian, who was a great player in the teens or something, and they named the team after him. So it's not like it was named after any tribe yeah, or so anything. They may, they may not end up changing. The Braves, however, are not going to change their name, but they are looking into the Tomahawk shop. Yeah. The Buckeyes is another name, but that would probably drive some of the fans crazy because they may not be Ohio State fans just because they're Indians fans. Um, Hamilton thought that is very unlikely. Yeah. 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 And uh, I guess Joe West is going to umpire and Jerry Davis is not. They're about the same age. And, uh, and, and apparently the umps are going to fly on the charters with the team. That is correct. So uh, no fraternization, guys. You know, they'll probably put nope. them up in their own little isolated area. So I think we finally finished That is it for baseball. baseball. So why don't we do this? Jamal has his hand up. We'll get to him, but let's take our break. Then we'll come back and talk to Jamal. Okay. I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores. And in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. What if I told you that a tornado was going to happen tomorrow right where you live? That it would touch down at exactly 3.17 p.m. and I told you the exact path it would take. You would, of course, prepare. You would talk with your loved ones and you'd make a plan today. It's true. I can't tell you a tornado will strike tomorrow. But shouldn't you have a plan anyway? Go to ready.gov slash communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. This is Mario Andretti. You know me as a race car driver, but I'm also a Meals on Wheels volunteer. I've raced against the sport's biggest personalities, but I've never met more vibrant, amazing people than the seniors served by Meals on Wheels. You can make a difference by dropping off a hot meal and saying a quick hello. So, America, let's do lunch. Volunteer your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. There, we're back. Okay. All right. So we're going to uh, talk to Jamal, I guess. Let's let's do that. Let's bring on Jamal. How you doing, Jamal? Hey, Jamal, what is the uh, reaction to White Sox fans about Michael Kopech? I've heard a little bit about the Kopech situation, him not pitching, but I haven't heard that much reaction. I guess, I, I guess Don Cooper was quoted in the Sun-Times yesterday as saying that uh, Kopech has not been in any sort of communication with the team. Apparently, he has anxiety, depression, maybe, and some things like that. Oh, and boy. They like are, we just talked about. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, and he said that Kopech has not communicated in any way with the team, so they're kind of worried about him. Hopefully, this does not turn into another Andrew Tolls. Yeah. Go ahead, though, Jamal. We'll let you take. We'll let you have the floor here. Go ahead. Do you speak a little better into your phone there, Jamal? You're a little off the speaker there a bit. Well, well I threw X-Men on my Bluetooth headset. Can you hear me okay? It's okay, but yeah, it, 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 yeah. Go ahead. 
Okay, a couple of things here. Do you foresee the geographical enemy play being a permanent situation? No. No, once no. this is over, I mean, we're, they're going to wait for a vaccine. Once we have a vaccine, they'll get back to it. They did geographical interleague play for about five years at the beginning of the interleague play, if you remember. And that was fine, yeah, and it got people into it a little bit, Mets and Yankees and, hey, Red Sox and Phillies, you know, teams you were kind of kind of knew about. But then they decided, no, hey, we want the Dodgers to come to town. We want the Cardinals to come to town. and We want to go to Wrigley Field, you know. So, no, they'll get back to it. It's just, uh, for now, it's not a travel. They're not running out of money so badly that they can't travel. They're just doing it while it's just to keep things safe, to keep less less time because they don't. No one can totally expect that by April first of next year we're going to have a vaccine or it'll be readily available. So you kind of have to uh, plan ahead with a little bit of uh, for twenty one. There's a little bit of fudging of, of uh, everything right now. Now we also foresee the, the universal being permanent. Yes. Yes. So I don't. Li- I don't like that idea. I don't like that idea, Jamal. But I do see it being permanent. I forgot a couple of... I forgot a couple of notes I heard today from Susan Waldman and Howie Rose. Um, Howie Rose, by the way, just drove back from Florida, and since he was in Florida, he has to quarantine for 14 days. But he worked it out time-wise so that he'll be available. So he's going to, but he's going to do the Mets uh, preseason with uh, with Keith Hernandez and Ron Darling. Uh, he's going to do it from his house. Uh, no, for, he's on the radio. I'm sorry, he's not doing TV. I was thinking of da- uh, uh, Gary Cohen. He's going to be uh, Dwayne uh, Wayne Randazzo. Wayne Randazzo is going to do the play-by-play, and he's going to do commentary because he's going to watch it from home on TV. <laughs> he's just going to do commentary. They're not going to set up a, a whole workout workup for him because he's going to be back at the stadium on the uh, 24th to do the game with the Braves. And then uh, the other two people that I've heard are not going to their stadiums are going to work from their homes uh, full, full-time throughout the season are Denny Matthews and um, Charlie Steiner. They're not going to their stadiums. So they're going to do although, uh, what although they do. Although Bob Euchre is, and Bob Euchre said that uh, when he was talking to Mark Antanasio, the owner of the Brewers, he said Antanasio told him he could do whatever he wanted. He could go to the stadium. He could work from home. He didn't have to do the games at all. And Euchre said he'll do the he will do the home games from Miller Park. Okay, so I think that might really be it for baseball for the most yes, part. Yes, anyway. we, we do have another we do have another hand. So okay. if I hit the button correctly, Marty, welcome board go ahead hey thank you very much i'll hey. tell you i uh, ha- had a couple i had a couple days in history for that first week we were gone uh, yeah i don't know when the good time to do those is oh uh, do them now do them now you're here. Also, okay yeah. i I'm, i may be out of sync i apologize because I, I just got back in the pool i have no idea what's uh <laughs> at all that you guys are talking about here well it's, it's been, been all baseball all the time it's, it's been all, all baseball. baseball all the time so there you go Okay, good deal. Well, I, I just want to, and Robert, you're going to be able to relate to this. June 29th of uh, 1990. Oh, yeah, yeah, Marty, as, as a matter of fact, I got to watch both of those games on ESPN, and it's the only time I can think of in baseball history where there was two no-hitters on the same day and, and shown, on the, in our history. And shown on the same network. Yep, we got that. Well, that's, yep. that's good, but we've yep. covered that now. That's good. All right, yep. that was a Fernando Valenzuela. Okay. 
Iowa and uh, and Dave, Dave Stewart, Stewart. Yep. The A's, uh, for the Dodgers yep. and A's. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And then and then July second was that very famous game with Warren Spahn and Juan Marichal. Uh, both of them pitched complete games. Uh, Marichal mm-hmm. went sixteen innings through two hundred and twenty seven pitches, and which would be unheard of today. Yeah. And Warren Spahn went fifteen and a third through two hundred one pitches and gave up a home run to Willie Mays. That's he was getting old. He was only about forty. Yeah. In today's world, in today's world, Marty, they're lucky to go five innings. That's what right. Year, what, what year was that, uh, Marty? What that year was, was that? Nineteen sixty sixty-three. Yeah. See, Spawn couldn't quite keep up with Marichal. He was only forty. So yeah. uh, you know that's why he couldn't. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And what's crazy, what's crazy is Marichal, Alvin Dark wanted to pull him out, and he goes, I'm not coming out to that old man does. <laughs> yeah, Marichal was a young gun at the time. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay, and great. July 3rd of six, July 3rd of 66, Tony okay. Randazzo, or, uh, not not Tony, uh, Tony Cloninger. So he got Randazzo on the brain. <laughs> Tony Cloninger hit two, pitch, he was a pitcher, by the way. Yeah. Hit two grand slams in one game. That's um, right. And the, the Braves beat the Giants seven. 17 to three, and he also had an RBI single. He knocked in nine runs uh, right. in that game. I knew he and did it one day. We just they didn't have that. On, yeah, they didn't have that on Sean thing. But that's right. I knew that came up sometime. Uh, I, I knew that that had happened. So yeah. yeah. Wow. Spe- speaking of speaking of Tony Rendazzo, though, uh, Marty, uh, it is his umpiring crew that will be with the Cubs from here on in in summer camp. So they will umpire the inner squad games. They'll do the bullpens and things like that. So speaking of Tony, we. we we can get him into the mix. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's right. Very good. Very good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Great. That's uh, that's that's what I had for today. And, and cool. Uh, that's uh, that was that's very good. A couple a couple of things we didn't have. That's yeah. very good. We'll get we'll get. Oh, we got right. we got stuff for it. Okay. Do. So Jerry, Jerry, go ahead. Oh, duh, callers too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm wondering oh, a couple of other broadcasters. Like, I wonder what their situation as uh, home or stadium was. I'm not thinking about Mike Shannon. And I'm thinking of Pat Hughes. Pat Hughes will do all 60 games from Wrigley Field. Uh, I have not heard anything about Mike Shannon. If anybody has, let us know. Uh, another one you might want to be concerned with because of his health issues would be Ken Korak of the A's. Oh, yes. Yep. Okay. Well, well, we'll I, see. I, have not, I have not heard what Ken is going to do. So. All right. Mm-hmm. Not to the next words. All right. Okay. All right. So, Sean, why don't you uh, talk? You had a whole thing about, uh, well, of course, the NBA has gone to their uh, center in, in Orlando. Hopefully they've all been screened, and we haven't heard anybody uh, testing positive, so I guess they're they're good to go. But you had a whole thing about the Fox TV. Uh, there's a lot of teams that yeah. are on Fox Sports Network, and they're okay, not going to yes. send their announcers. This is according to Mark Falwell, the, vo- the TV voice of the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, you know, as you know, the Fox Sports Network, now are all they are owned by Sinclair and so they are not sending their TV announcers to the uh, they're not sending them to the bubble so let's say like Fox Sports Southwest has uh, New Orleans San Antonio Dallas Oklahoma City they also have the Dallas Stars and the Texas Rangers so they will be 
be there. Like, he will be doing games from the Fox Sports Southwest Studios in Dallas. He says the TV guys in San Antonio could be doing it from the arena or somewhere set up down in San Antonio. New Orleans, Joel Myers, same thing. The same thing with Oklahoma City. And this goes with all of the regional Fox Sports networks in the city where their regional headquarters are at. They could do them from the uh, from those studios and then the other cities that are affiliated with that region. They will be in their team arena or somewhere in that city. Also, radio announcers. It doesn't look like a lot of radio announcers are going. Uh, Chuck Cooperstein of the Mavericks is not going. Bill Schoening of the Spurs will either do it from here in Austin, uh, the iHeart Studios, or go down to San Antonio to the iHeart Studios. Uh, probably do it from here in Austin so he doesn't have to drive down there, even though it's only like an hour and a half drive, it's, you know, from where he lives, you know, from where he lives here in Austin. So okay. there's a, a lot of, most are not, there are a few radio guys and a few that are going, but like I said, Sinclair, and I've heard that the AT&T Sportsnet announcers, which is basically Houston, they're not going to be going either, and I have not heard on the NBC Sportsnet, uh, the ones that do teams do stuff with them, I don't know on them, but and a few radio announcers are going, but most are not. But also with the NBA, all the teams are there in Orlando. They're all yeah. there. Everybody's there. They're going to be wearing uh, approved statements, uh, for social justice statements, in place of their name for the first four games. And it varies everything from Black Lives Matter to peace to social justice to uh, now there are going to be no names, no political advertisements, no, you know, it's got a wide variety. However, LeBron James came out today and he said he will not wear one of these slogans because he said, you know, wearing a slogan, that's not talking about social justice. He goes, I have plenty of other times I can talk about it in a press conference or on events like this, you know, when you're interviewing me after the game, he goes, that's not really, he goes, I'm, you know, he said, I'm just going to wear James and he goes, I respect others that are doing it, but I'm not going to. And now, after those four games, the players can have it underneath their name. But it was it was a list of 29 approved slogans by the NBA and the Players Association. Now, somebody Kawhi said Leonard, so much for free free speech. They got to choose from 29. They didn't couldn't say. Well, no, no, they narrowed they it down. Some of Chris, they, one of the, one of the problems they ran into is some of the families involved in some of these situations didn't their names on did there. not want their names on there. Right, okay. and so what they did, they they put together a list, and they narrowed it down to like twenty nine games, uh, twenty nine things that went through the players' association and the league, and they said, okay, these now they could have had more, but these are you know these are the ones that they said, okay, we'll we'll go, we'll pick from these. Right. Now other news, Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard did finally show up. He did finally show up, but the Clippers are going to vote whether they want him to play or not. Greg Popovich says he will coach, even though the age, Mike D'Antoni, you know, several of the older coaches, uh, Rick Carlisle, a lot of them are saying, you know what, we're we're going to go. We're you know, Doc Rivers. I mean, they're all saying, you know what, we're we're not afraid. We're here in the bubble. We think we're safer in the bubble. And from what I've seen, what they have them do in this bubble, it's very secure. It's like if you get within six feet of another person. You, uh, a little, an alarm goes off. 
right. and they have them right now. You know, they're gonna they're gonna play on the three courts. They start on the thirtieth with games all day. Toronto, Miami kicks it all off at twelve thirty Eastern NBA TV. I don't have all the schedules, but I know that that launches it. And then they're gonna have quadru- tri- triple and quadruple headers on all of these. They're working out. Uh, Pretty much, you know, they're all they're all practicing. They're all there, and after the first round, families can come in. But of course, as we all know, a lot of them don't want their families to be there. They want other activities to go on. Let's just leave right. it at that. I thought That's it was a, is it the final eight teams that get their families to come, so the, the final four in each yeah, conference. Final eight, final eight, final, yeah, final eight, eight teams. Eight. Right. Okay. Yeah. So uh, now we'll have more specifics about hockey because there's some players that have opted out in hockey. But Toronto and Edmonton are going to be the cities, as we mentioned during the baseball when we were talking about the Blue Jays. Yeah. So that's uh, good. And and then um, let's see. So the twentieth uh, and the twenty seventh, the weeks of the twentieth and twenty seventh of August will be the two NFL preseason games. The middle two weeks of the four games that you would normally play, and the, it's going to be one home and one away. And I'm sure we had a, 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 our friend Lynn was talking about Tampa Bay. Those middle weeks they were scheduled to be home. Well, they'll juggle it around. They'll move another game in, and, and they'll make it all work out so that you get one home game and one away. So that'll yeah. be the weeks of the eight, the twentieth and twenty seventh. And of course, they're still on. Uh, for the season to start on uh, what the tenth, I think it is uh, September tenth. Yeah. Yes. September tenth. And all team, all teams show up to training camp on July twenty eighth, and yep. training camps will all be at your home site. So teams like the Cowboys, the Raiders, that you know go off and travel elsewhere, they're not going to do this at your home site. The NFL Players Association and the NFL are meeting. This weekend and going, they've been meeting this weekend and going over the protocol as far as as far as how the testing will be. So there, that's going on as we speak. And the NFL is leaving it up to teams individually as far as how many fans they can have. Ravens are saying fourteen thousand. Uh, Jaguars are saying twenty five percent. Other teams, you know, they're, I, yeah, believe they're like I believe Pittsburgh said like fifty percent or something of that. Right. And so also uh, the hard. Knocks will take place this year. There was question on whether HBO would be able to do that this year. They are going to do it, and uh, the teams that will be featured, there'll be two this year. They're going to feature both Los Angeles teams because they want uh, HBO wants to show off the new uh, uh, Sophie Stadium in Los Angeles. Yeah. So. So some of the stockholders for the Washington Redskins uh, basically said uh, that they saw the sponsors. Chairman of FedEx is one of them, and he said that uh, we really need to think about changing the name of the Redskins, and it looks like it may happen this week. So some of the – let me see if I have the names right here. Uh, Let's see. That was, yeah, the head of, head of uh, FedEx spearheading this. Uh, and Ron Rivera, the coach of the Redskins, uh, doesn't like it either. Uh, they were the but Braves. The head, of, the head of, oh, before we get to that part, the head of FedEx has been involved with them since, or FedEx has been involved with them since 1999. He couldn't get him to do it any of those times, even though there's been, this movement has been going on for 50 years by different groups. He could, he wasn't bothered by them, but all of a sudden he went, what he did, he went to Nike and v, well, Nike, Pepsi, I think, right? Yeah, Nike and Pepsi and got them to say, hey, you're going to pull out. And Ron Rivera was already pushing for this. And another thing that long before the Redskins or the Washington Football Club uh, Daniel Snyder has wanted to move them back into D.C. In 2015, the deputy mayor told them that, well, as long as you're the Redskins, we don't have any land in the city of Washington available for you. Also, several Native American groups have protested for many years. The team came because the Redskins... 
Redskins. Of course, we all know where they were the Boston Braves, and then they did a whole thing of Red Sox. How will they have a red skin? Is basically what a term that they would use when they would skin a Native American after killing them, and they would call them Redskins. So that right. kind of history. So anyway, so then some of the names that uh, the betting list uh, that they're betting on in, in the Red Tails, which is about the Tuskegee Airmen, who uh, that was their planes were all uh, painted with red tails. So that's uh, honoring the, those uh, those uh, guys who fought in World War II, the Black uh, Air Corps that we had. The Warriors, now that's coming under uh, attack because we do have the Golden State Warriors, but and I don't know that there's ever been a pro- problem, Robert, have they ever complained about the Warriors' name? Uh, now? Uh, no, no, just, I, I have never okay. heard any complaints. But I pointed the Warriors out that, are actually one of the top ones. The one yeah. the Marquette, top. Marquette was the Warriors, and they changed it to the Golden Eagle. So yeah. uh, there certainly were complaints back about 15, 20 years ago when they did that, when a lot of the college names changed. So Marquette did, chose to do that. But anyway, but right Warriors now they're one the of the top odds. Okay. Yeah. The presidents, uh, the generals. Now, the Washington generals, uh, I, they'd never win a game. That's the sad sure, part that about that. The, the Washington generals that, never that win. That would be fitting for the Redskins. That's right. Yeah. The Lincolns, now that, of course, he's, he's now controversial <laughs> because of various statues and various poses that he was in. That's and, uh, right. And one uh, campaign thing where he said there needs to be one superior race. He said that during his presidential campaign and all that. The yep. Americans, that's the one I think is, is I, that's what I would vote for because you've already got the nationals. So the Americans, that kind of goes with it. Uh, yeah, uh, if, if you put the Americans, you'll have the Nationals, the Capitals. It would be a whole patriotic D.C. And area. They, and they could also honor except the Wizards. Also do a yeah. tribute to the Natives, uh, the yeah. original Americans. Yeah. That's right. And they could put uh, some kind of a, an insignia of uh, something to indicate them in a, in a peaceful way. The Kings, that may be a, a hearkening back to Jack Kent Cook because he had the L.A. Kings. I don't know. That's uh, right. The Memorials, the Capitals, which is going nowhere because you're not going to have the confusion of two Washington Capitals like we used to have two St. Louis Cardinals and two New York uh, Giants. That's why yeah. you always say New York football Giants and all that. That won't right. happen. Uh, the Veterans, that's kind of an interesting one. Uh, the, uh, what, is, what is these? Uh, the Monuments. Oh, uh, the Monuments, yeah. yeah. The Jeffersons. And the Arlington's. Again, the Je- Arlington's. Jeffersons is kind of a non-starter, I think. That's with controversial all the right there. Yeah, yes. that doesn't work. Roosevelt, yeah. that could work. Yep. Uh, Monuments, Arlington, and um, and that that's the deal for, for those. Uh, and then the minorities. one that didn't make that list, but Fred Smoots, who used to play for the Redskins, they're yep. pushing for the Red Wolf. Which as he and that started to get some traction this week. Now it wasn't on that list of odds that we had back then, but that's starting to get a little bit because the Red Wolves, as he explained, were a Native American tribe that was they were in the Virginia area and parts of North Carolina, and the Red Wolf tribe, the descendants, those that are still around, are actually they're starting to push for that. So you got different groups campaigning, like said, and okay. of course, the Warriors and the Warriors, Americans, and Red Tails are are your top three. And of course, if you go with the veterans, you're honoring the Over the Hill Gang. Remember those? Remember yes, that I do. Team? Yeah, I there remember you go. them. Yeah, sure. All right. Victor Oladipo has opted out of the NBA. There aren't too many NBA guys who have opted out. We talked about a couple of them in the last show, but basically he's the only uh, current one that I know of that is opting out. And I think a lot of that has to do with coming back from his injury. He really was uh, banged up pretty badly, and I think he probably really wants to be ready for next year, whenever next year may occur. So that's what he's going to do. Uh, and uh, the, the uh, Pacers, you know, they're a middle-of-the-road team. They're going to be there, but you just don't know how far they're going to go. Jimmy Johnson of NASCAR has tested positive for uh, COVID-19. Uh, but he raced today, Chris. So oh. he, 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 no, he, he tested positive, but he got two negatives, and he so got, he was allowed to come he back. He was he allowed to race. Okay. Yeah, so he raced today. So All right, we already he talked about two. the Rams and the Chargers being the uh, uh, being the hard knock team. 
Yeah. And they'll start on uh, August 11th on HBO. And then uh, Patrick Mahomes is, is the quarterback. There's the new diamond of uh, Patrick of uh, sports in that he just signed a 10-year extension. So it takes him up, I think, from uh, through 2031 That's on his correct. contract. 30, 32. 32. 32. Oh, I mean, okay. 32. Okay. All right. Yeah. And well, so, no, it's through the 30 because he, he's under contract through this year and the 21 season. So right. it's 22 through 31. Through 31. So yeah, that's what I thought. He'll be a yeah. free agent in the spring of 32. Yeah. Is what it, and it's $503 million, $145 million signing bonus. What was it? Mm-hmm. $470 $477 million guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. And so now, and you guys were sort of saying it puts it back on the, the teams about Prescott, Jack, uh, you know, Jack Prescott for the Cowboys, uh, Watson, Watson, Watson for the Texans. Uh, and, and Lamar uh, Jackson for Lamar the, Jackson. Uh, the ring. The thing is, yeah. I, I really think Prescott, I, I don't see him as a top line. I, I, Jackson and Watson, are you're going to get a good bump on that. I think Prescott is kind of a middle-of-the-road guy. I, well, I don't I, I, and as that. Perry pointed out the other day, Chris, that's why the Dallas Cowboys brought in Annie Andy Dalton, because if they can't work out a deal with uh, Dak Prescott, they want to see what Andy Dalton has right. left. So the NHL has a new agreement through 2025-2026. Uh, so in the middle of all this, finally some good labor news, you know, and unlike baseball. You know, the one thing somebody pointed out is baseball did everything and, and right on in front of everybody, which you kind of like to see, but it was distressing to people. The NHL and the NBA kind of did everything in, in the back room and got things done without too much uh, trouble. Their season will start on August 1st, so the NBA will start on the 30th, as Sean said, 30th, 31st, we'll have some games, and then the NHL kicks in on the 1st. So by August 1st, we should have all all the sports uh, going at once. And there's and the Stanley Cup wraps up around late September and the early October. Yeah, early October. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Bradley Beal's uh, another NBA player who's going to not play. Yeah, and Bradley Beal. That makes sense. They, they are they're in ninth place. They're not in the playoffs right now. And if they get in, they probably they'd certainly be playing the box. So you know, it's kind of an exercise of futility for the for the Wizards. So yeah. I, I kind and of understand N- that. Yeah, the NHL is saying also uh, same with them. Uh, there's going to be six games a day, three at each in each city. So if and it's not going to be, you know, it's going to be it's going to be full overtimes because it's playoffs. So you yeah, it's playoffs. Still, so you're not well in the playoffs, but not the round robins. The round robins will be regular season. So but, uh, but they're playoffs, playoffs, Chris, but they're, they're playing. Playoffs. They're playing with the overtime rules in the playoffs. That's correct. Yes, that's right. But not the round robin. The round yes. robin will be. You no, know, they are playing. Oh, they changed that then because yes, they, they, they the players changed that. They wanted the full playoff overtime rules. Okay, so, so we could have four games that end at four in the morning. If that's you get correct. The right combination. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Okay. Well, and that's we what, and and that's what they said on uh, JT the Brick there. That he had a hockey guest. Uh, who is works with the Vegas Golden Knights, and he said that you could have games that'll start as early as noon in the East, and you know should there be lots of overtimes and this is could have games start as late as twelve or one a.m. in the East. Yep, yeah. that's right. And, and, and NBC and he said NBC Sports Network is considering the idea, by the way, of uh, carrying as many games as they can and doing tape delayed hockey games as well. That is correct. So, so they're going to treat they, it like the Olympics. Yeah. Well, they considered also like they do in the playoffs. They use USA and CNBC also. That, that's correct. Yeah. Well, what they could do too, and of course it depends because Nesson and 
them will be involved as well, the other network. But it, you could have a thing where if, if you're, when you get far enough in the playoffs, maybe you wouldn't have to do the tape delay. So you'd get it live on, on your Nesson, and, and we have a Nesson too. So if the Red Sox and Bruins are playing at the same time, you can right. get that. I've heard, I've heard that a lot of these, like especially NBA and MLB extra innings and uh, NBA's late pass. And NHL center ice. Yeah, well, they could be made free. Now, NHL center ice would just cover the first round yeah. and those round-robin right. games. Right. So, so yeah, so, that's right. Those, those are on the networks. And, you know, so the, the deal is that what I'm saying is that uh, it, you won't be tape delayed in your market. If you're, if you're a Bruins fan and the game's at, new, you know, four in the afternoon, it won't be delayed. That's when you'll see it if you want to see it. That's but right. in other other markets, you, you might see that later and on. NBC, or something. Like and also NBC does use those other networks in regular years for playoffs, CNBC, right. USA, those two especially. And then yeah. During NBC, the day, they don't want to mess up games. CNBC, though, because that's their business channel. Well, they'll use yeah. USA in the day and CNBC at night. That's right. right. Okay, so we have a little more corona activity here. Spencer Dinwiddie uh, has had the corona, uh, and again, I guess, he had, he had it before and he got it again, I think. I'm, I'm yeah, that's his second time he said he had it, so. Okay. I didn't so know now, he could do that, but okay. I, well, you know, this is this is the problem. One of the big things that was touted early on in the first month or so was you get those uh, antibodies, and you can walk through a, a, a valley of COVID and you'll be fine, and now nobody really knew that, and this is what we're finding out. That this is why, really, it's nothing, everything's up for grabs until we get a vaccine, because you really don't know well, who, who's really immune and for how long the antibodies last. They don't even know that yet. So now, I just see on the first uh, thing about college football, so you can guys can just pass it back and forth. Well, and uh, let's, college football. Uh, we're, we're not quite done with hockey yet. Oh, no, we're not. No, okay. I didn't say we are. All I'm right. just saying we're, we're no, going we're sort of chronological. Uh, well, football. that means, you know, uh, what I'm saying is that we've got a lot of things to cover, and we're going to get to more hockey that happened at the end. Oh, but okay, I'm all right. I'm I seeing that the Ivy League canceled its 2020 fall season. So this gives everybody, let's do all this college football about the different conferences yeah. and what they're saying. And okay. let's, let's get that all over. Uh, yeah, okay. Ivy League, remember, Ivy League basically, remember, they were the first ones to cancel their college basketball tournaments. Yeah. So they started it and everybody said they canceled all fall sports, including football, and they said there's a possibility that they could play football in the spring, but they don't know. Then, last week, of course, it all started, the Big Ten came in and announced that as of now, they're only going to play conference games. They said they will, they could add a tenth game, but as of right now, so, and this delays their men, you know, their their workouts because they were supposed to start mandatory workouts uh, tomorrow, June, uh, July 13th, all the NCAA schools that we're going to be playing on September 5th, they will push them back. And they're doing this, the Big Ten is doing this because they said in their conference they can control the testing, you know, with some of these minor conferences that they play, the group of fives or others, they don't know if they have the money to do the testing or there. Plus, with off weeks they can move things around, so they're looking at nine or ten games late September, early October starting as of right now. Now that could change, and then shortly after that the Pac-12 came in and said the same thing. They announced that on Friday. The ACC is investigating, and they said they would look at working Notre Dame into their schedule, the six teams that are scheduled to play Notre Dame. Big 12 and SEC are waiting. I think they're waiting until the end of July because they think, well, what's going to happen? <laughs> We're going to see which 
Big Ten, Pac-12, maybe they jump the gun, but some of this is also, remember, USC, I think all their classes are online. So, and Ohio State had a big surge. Now, the, there's also talk of the Big 12 and SEC working together and playing, like, one game against each other. And then uh, I, I came up with the thought of you have the four teams, the four states that have SEC teams that play ACC teams, Kentucky, South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida. They could play that as a 10th game. Cause, you know, and then the other 10 ACC schools, play Notre Dame as a 10th game, you know, let them, because that's a 14 plus, and then the, the other 10, the other 10 Big 12 and SEC schools play each other, or the other 10 SEC schools play the 10 Big 12 schools, and that gives them a 10th game. That could work out for those three conferences. Yeah, and also Stanford is dropping 11 of their 36 uh, sports uh, for the, uh, for this year at least, so some of the nothing non-revenue major, sports. Nothing are, major, right. nothing really major. I think the biggest one is men's volleyball. Ohio State and North Carolina were delaying their their uh, practices. They had started planning to start earlier than they are, but uh, they're not going to. Well, now Ohio State's delayed because of the Big Ten move anyway. They're delayed till right, right. Six, right. They're delayed till six weeks before their first game. Okay, and then actually, Robert, the way we're doing this a little like uh, as I, when you think about, it, we're doing this like Sports Center. Did okay. you ever see all the hockey scores together? You know, that's that's true. That, no, we're yeah. just doing it the way yeah. it falls on the thing because you know okay. it, it, it what's everybody's appetite, except we do do all the baseball because there was so much uh, of that. So, yeah. all right, Sean and Perry, maybe you guys can take care of this ESPN schedule change that's coming up on the radio. Okay, ESPN, August 17th. Trey Wingo and Mike Golick Sr. I got, I got to emphasize Golick Sr. are leaving ESPN because their contracts are up. So they're readjusting the ESPN lineup. Uh, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern. These are all Eastern time. Keyshawn Johnson, former wide receiver. Jay Williams, played at the Bulls and played at Duke. And who's the guy? Zubin Mahente. Zubin, Zubin Mahente. He worked in Des Moines television sportscasting for about 10 years. Yep. And it will do 6 to 10 a.m. Ten, uh, the Dan Levitard show with Stu Gotts is going down to two hours. That's still two hours too many in my <laughs> yes. opinion. But, you know, that's they're going to be 10 to noon. I don't know what's going to be noon to one. They didn't say. Mike Greenberg is going to come back. He's still doing Get Up on ESPN. But he'll oh, do oh, an hour hold on, on, hold on, hold on, Sean. Hold on, Sean. Go ahead, Bill. I can help out a little bit. Mike Greenberg okay. is going to go from 12 to two. It's a two-hour show. Oh, he's going 12 to two. Okay. 12 okay. to two. 12 to two. So... Thank you. I was going to say, one hour didn't make sense for him. Yeah. yeah. One, but he is 12 because the original article said one to two, and that didn't sound right. So that makes more sense. Max Kellerman from First Take with Stephen A. Smith. He's going to be two to four. Remember, Max Kellerman did do some ESPN radio back in the day. Four to seven, Mike Golding Jr., uh, Jenny Aguilar from the WNBA. They're going to be doing their Sarah Spain and Jason Spitz will be reunited seven to nine. Sarah Spain is already in that seven to nine. And then nine to one a.m. is Freddie Coleman. Ian Fitzsimmons, and then the overnight will be their sports center overnight or whatever they do. And everything from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. will be simulcast on ESPN News, and the first two hours of Keyshawn and Williams will be on uh, ESPN2 also. 
Okay. All right. So uh, then we have um, some hockey players that are not going to play, and apparently they could drop out uh, if they did it in the last couple of days. They could get out and uh, have no penalties. And one of them is Travis Hanek from Calgary. Uh, Travis Hamanek. Hamanek, okay, from uh, uh, Calgary. And he apparently had been traded, asked to be traded uh, to Western Canada because he has a a child who's got some health problems or something. uh, Yes, uh, uh, he was traded a couple years ago. And uh, this follows along with that. His, I, I don't know what the illness is, but apparently she's been in and out of the hospital and has spent a lot of time in ICUs. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. But the re- the rest of them, I don't have any background on as okay. to why they're dropping okay. out. Okay, so these, I may have these names. I just went by your pronunciation because I'm not familiar with all these guys. Sven Bertree of Vancouver is not going to play. That's uh, Sven Bertree. Bert, Bertree, you know. Oh, you don't know either. All right. Yeah. Whoever he is, he's not. Yeah. Playing. And he's from Vancouver. Right. Stephen Camper of the Bruins isn't going to play. That's uh, correct. Mike Green of Edmonton. Mike Green. I like names like that. Those are yeah. the way hockey players used to be. Mike yeah. Green. Carl Alzer, um, uh, I guess. Of Carl Alzner. Alzner. Alzner of Montreal. Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess they're going to. They've set their draft lottery for August tenth. Is that right? That uh, is correct. Now, what what will happen on August tenth? Because they expect the first round to be done. All the round robin games. Uh, you're, they're going to draft. They're going to. They're going to select teams 9 through 15, and then whoever's left, whoever didn't get picked for any of those spots, will get the number one pick in the draft. So. Well, the round robin will be done, but they won't have the uh, the uh, five through twelve done. That that's going to take about uh, two weeks, won't it? Yeah. Well, um, uh, apparently this is what they've decided. So I, I'm not exactly sure, but apparently it's going to be August 10th. So okay. Unless, unless somebody comes up with something different, that's what. No, that's. I mean, what I don't know why, but I'm just saying if you've got eight series and uh, or uh, whatever, well, you know what I'm it's saying. Only nine, it's like those nine through those seven teams are going to be for, only the seven that aren't there are only going for the lottery. So that makes well. No, uh, remember uh, two weeks ago, Sean, we did positions two through eight. This is going to be a second lottery to decide the number one pick and nine through 15. Right, okay. and I'm saying that the, the series that they're, if they're going to play, and norm, normally in the playoffs you play every other day, and if you have a seven game series because those five, twelve, the six, eleven, those series are going to be no, seven the, game the, series, the, right? The first or round are going to be series. the first round are going to be three out of five, Chris. All right, yeah, well, even a five so game series takes you up to like yeah, the eleven. That that could be done by the tenth because you'd have first, third, fifth, seventh, ninth, second, fourth. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, they should have it on the eleventh. That would make sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, and uh, Robert, you say you have some boxing for us. Uh yeah. Um, a couple of updates on on uh, pay-per-view upcoming attractions as far as boxing. I don't agree with uh, boxing or UFC, for that matter, doing pay-per-views during a pandemic. But here we go. On October, oh, I uh, well, uh, because boxing charges so much more for their pay-per-views than UFC does. That's it's that's, also encouraging. What what you know, and I don't know if you're making this point, Robert. What it encourages because normally you get five guys, you know, fifty bucks, you get five guys together they throw in 10 bucks a piece right and then you know you have a party but the problem is boxing has not charged 50 dollars for a pay-per-view in quite some time it's it's normally been between uh 70 and 100 dollars so you need seven 
the ten guys have yeah. to pay so, ten bucks a piece. Anyway, uh, here's a couple of updates on pay-per-view attractions that are upcoming. And these first two are signed as far as going to be pay-per-view uh, fights. We just don't know where they're going to take place as of yet. Uh, I'm predicting both will probably be in Vegas, but um, we'll wait and see. On October 3rd, it will be um, Vasily Lomachenko and um, 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 and uh, oh, the, the guy's name is Lopez. Um, oh, Te- Teofimo Lopez, that's it. And uh, I couldn't remember his first name there for a second. And, of course, they were supposed to fight on ESPN, regular ESPN, on September 19th, but Top Rank has decided to make that a pay-per-view attraction on October 3rd. And then the third fight with uh, uh, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder will be in Las Vegas definitely, and they've moved that to December 19th, and that will be in the new Raiders football stadium. So, And I, I think it's Allegiant Stadium, if I'm not mistaken, but yeah. uh, that, that's where the third fight is going to be. And again, I don't know about fans at either one of these. Well, so, it's too far away to know about fans yeah. anywhere right now. And I will yeah. just say this, UFC's pay-per-views have yeah. done very well. Like last night, they had fight. They got this thing, Fight Island, which I'm a, when you talk about putting in a bubble, this, uh-huh. the NBA needs to look at and <laughs> say how they bought it. The, they have this island in Abu Dhabi, and they have them all there, and that's where they're holding this a month of fights. But these sports need to look at UFC, the PGA, and NASCAR, and how they've done the testing and how they've handled it. Like Major League Baseball especially needs to look at how these these guys have done it, and that you know these three uh, and and it's not you know it's sports entertainment, but WWE has not had they've had one they've had one person test positive. So you got to look at all of those and how they have done it. Well, I so, think the, I, I think that if you look at the sport, I would give the ratings for planning and uh, we'll see about execution because we have to get through and, and but the chances of getting through their whole thing, I'd say number one is the NHL for the four. Sport. Number two is the NBA because uh, they've got bubble. Number three is baseball uh, because they've got a chance to get it done before October, before we have a big uh, uh, wave. Uh, not that this isn't the big wave we're having right now in part of the country, but and then number four is the NFL. I think the NFL is gonna is the most problematic about finishing what they start. And the, well, the problem I have between UFC and boxing is because Dana White he's been smart throughout this. He doesn't charge an arm and a leg for his pay per views. Um, yeah. Most of the boxing promoters, they want to nickel and they want to take every dime possible out of you. And I think Dana White is going to be more successful and pick up more fans uh, to go over to his sport because his pay per views are going to be. And he's had a lot. He's had a lot of free ones to get people interested in the pay per views. Also, that, that's correct. Okay, and you guys ready for death? Yeah. Might well. It goes appropriate with boxing. That's right. Unfortunately, yes. Okay, so we've got only six for the two weeks, and that's not bad. The first one we even mentioned uh, two weeks ago, Joe Bugle. He was 80 years old. He was a a coach for the Phoenix Cardinals. Yes, they were the Phoenix Cardinals from 1990 through 1993 while he was coaching them. The Oakland Raiders in 97. As a head coach, he was not too successful, 24 and 56. 
Uh, he was, a, but he won two Super Bowls with the Redskins, or dare I say, the Redskins, at Super Bowl seventeen and twenty-two. He was, he was the. He uh, was their offensive coach, yeah, uh, offensive line coach. Line coach for the Hogs. Yeah. Uh, he was uh, Boss Hog. They called him. He uh-huh. was assistant uh, uh, at Western Kentucky from sixty-four through sixty-eight. Assistant at Navy sixty-nine through seventy-two. Assistant in Iowa State in seventy-three. Ohio State in seventy-four. Offensive lineman for uh, coach for the. the Lions from 75 through 76, offensive line for Houston, 77 through 80, offensive coordinator and offensive line coach for the Redskins, 81 and 82, assistant head and offensive line coach, 83 through 89 with the Redskins, assistant head uh, offensive uh, coordinator, 96, 95 and 96 for Oakland. Then, of course, he was the head in 97, as we told you. And then offensive line coach for San Diego in 98 through 01. And then back to Washington for offensive line from uh, 04 to 09. So he had the only cause of death, just so you don't don't keep asking, the only uh, one we have is the last one. You know, we don't have causes for the first five. So that's the way it is. Yep. Ernesto Marcel, 72 years old. He was a featherweight champion. Uh, he was the featherweight champion from 8 1972 to 216.74, and he retired as champion. Uh, only Rocky Marciano and very few have done that. Uh, last fight was over uh, Alexis Agu- Aguayo. Uh, uh, Ale- yes. Alexis Arguello, Chris. Arguello, okay. Yeah. Uh, he had four defenses of his title, and uh, and just a few uh, retired as champ, as I said. He was 44-2 and two and 23 knockouts, so a good record the reason, for him. The reason why you remember that name, Sean, is because uh, Alexis Arguello was featured quite a bit on uh, CBS Sports Spectacular in the yes, 70s and early 80s. Okay. Yep. Then we have, uh, let's see, Joe uh, Arenas, 94 years old. He played for the 49ers from 1951 through 57. Uh, he had 80. He played in 84 games in those seasons, 987 rushing yards, 10 rushing touchdowns. He had 675 receiving yards and six touchdowns, and 774 return yards for uh, and one touchdown. That was a kickoff. Uh, that was punts, I think, and 3,798 kickoff return yards and one touchdown in that regard. Six interceptions because remember they played two ways back in those days. So he was a defensive back and a, and a, a halfback. That's what they would call a receiver slash running back in those days. Six interceptions, three uh, three for six passing with two touchdowns. So he did a little flea flicker action. 20 fumbles and 11 recoveries. Uh, and let's see. Uh, and what is it? Uh, ninth in yards per kick return uh, at, at uh, one point. He then was an assistant for the Houston Cougars College from 1960 through 1986 and under Bill Yeoman and he and he worked Brought with them the into the conference in 74 he was a okay worked with the receivers there so there you go that that was uh, Joe Arenas we go on to Earl Thomas he's only 71 Chicago Bears wide receiver 71 through 73 St. Louis Cardinals 74 75 uh, seven games for the Houston Oilers in 76 106 uh, receptions 1651 yards 14 touchdowns and then uh, 
we uh, move on to Tommy he is Vaughn. Not related to, he is not related to the Earl Thomas in the NFL right now. The one no. He played for Texas. Okay. He played Seattle and all that. Right. And then we have Tommy Vaughn, 77 years old, Detroit Lions, defensive back, 65 through 71, nine interceptions, uh, three fumbles, and nine recoveries, 33 uh, returns for 60, uh, let's see, 62, uh, okay, 33 uh, punt returns, 62 kickoff returns, and he was assistant uh, for the Detroit Wheels, not Mitch Ryder in the Detroit Wheels, but just the Detroit Wheels and, 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 uh, in 74, then Iowa State, 75, and then he, uh, from Missouri and Wyoming, was, didn't give years for those, and Arizona State assistant all, all, also. And then the last one is the one we got today, who had a brother who played for the Red Sox briefly. I remember his name, but I don't know how well he did. His name was Milt Bowling. But we're going to talk about Frank Bowling as soon as I uh, find him here. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. We're missing my, my buddy here, Mike Ryan, for the Red Sox. Mike Ryan uh, from Haverhill, Massachusetts, 78 years old. He started. He played the last game of the 1964 season for the Red Sox, then uh, through 67. And they thought he was on the Impossible Dream team. Then he was traded to the Phillies for 68 through 73. He played there. Then 15 games for the Pirates in 74. And he started uh, in the 66 season for the Red Sox. He was the starting catcher. And in 69 for the Phillies. He only hit 193. He was uh, he had 28 home runs and 161 RBIs. For, that was his whole career. Ray Euler was the, since 1930, was the only uh, regular player with enough uh, plate appearances for this to, to count uh, that uh, was worse at, at hitting. And, boy, he was bad. He hit 175. So Mike Ryan, so you can see why he didn't. He was a good defensive catcher, but, you know, you're not going to, play if you're hitting 193 uh and so that that was the deal with him he had 636 games 370 hits uh let's see and uh in a 1920 at bat uh 79 games uh in uh, 1967 and then he was a roommate of tony Canigliaro, and uh, so that who of course had a season cut short after being beamed in that august 18th game played in game four of the world series uh again uh, went 0 for 2 against bob gibson and uh, let's see, then uh, 502 and 70, uh, the, uh, Tim McCarver and Mike Ryan both, both broke fingers uh, within the same, I don't know if it was the same inning or, or within a few minutes of each other while catching for the Phillies. Tim McCarver had a foul tip off of uh, his fingers from Willie Mays, and Willie McCovey slid into Mike Ryan and broke his fingers. So they had to get their third catcher out that night. That was a pretty bad uh, deal. Uh, then he was the Pittsburgh single-A manager uh, from 75 through 76, the Philadelphia triple-A manager from 77 through 78, Philadelphia bullpen coach from 80 through 95, and he won the uh, 1980 for World, uh, World Series, and he was in the ones in 83 and 93, and the longest Phillies coach until uh, John Bukovich, who coached 17 years. So there you go. That was Mike Ryan, and uh, everybody said he was a good guy. And uh, the other uh, catcher, one of the other catchers, on that team for the Red Sox was uh, Russ Gibson, who was from Fall River, Massachusetts. So that was kind of cool. We had two local catchers in that significant year. And then uh, we have another death that I was mentioning before and I couldn't find because it was on a different sheet, and that would be Frank Bowling. Uh, Frank Bowling was 88 years old. He was Detroit Tigers' second baseman from 54 through 60, but he was in the military in 55, so only the five years. Then he was traded to Milwaukee uh, in 61, from, and he played there. I think he was traded for Billy Bruton. Played there from 61 through 65, and then went to them to Atlanta with them in 66. 
He had four all-star appearances in 61 and 62, the two in 61, two in 62. Uh, he was a gold glove winner in 1958. And that, of course, usually means that he hit fairly well that year because usually gold glove, you know, they talk about defense, but that isn't really what it's all about. He had, he had a 250 batting average, 1,415 1, hit, 107 uh uh, home runs and 556 RBIs, and he had four hits in seven games. <clears throat> in other words, four went had four hits in seven uh, games that he played in, and he had two homers four times. So had hot days and cold days. Excuse me. They had a grand slam off Sandy Koufax, nine twenty two sixty five, and he died of uh, cancer. So there you go. So that's our death. So we got, well, we got history for you, folks. We got a lot. Oh of yes, we do. Yeah, all right. Let's see if we can get through it's this. All tennis and baseball, all star yes. games, especially. Pretty much, yeah. That's that's about all star game. Six twenty nine and 03, We had uh, in in two thousand nineteen oh three. Willie Anderson won the first uh, was the first to win two uh, British Opens in a row, and then in ninety we had the two no hitters that uh, Marty talked about. Uh, Dave uh, Dave Stewart. That was Oakland. Uh, he was pitching for the A's, and he did the no hitter against Toronto. In and, Toronto. Uh, in Toronto, and Fernando yeah. Valenzuela did his against the Cardinals. I think that yes. was at Dodger Stadium. And like I said earlier, um, both of those games were nationally televised on ESPN. I believe that was the very first year that ESPN yeah. had yeah. Major League Baseball. Got it nine, yeah, ESPN yeah. got Major League Baseball the same year. That's when, that's when uh, Chris Berman opened Hotel California. That's yeah, right. and uh, uh, and that that is the only time that I know of that two no-hitters have been on the same network on the same day. So. It might have been the first, only time the two no-hitters on the same day, let alone on the same network. I right. Think. Well, it's rare. There have been, but it's very rare. Okay. Yeah. All right. June 30th. Uh, let's see. In 1929, uh, Bobby Jones won the uh, British Open in a 36-hole playoff over Al Espinosa, I think. Uh, yeah. The, the, we had three no hitters. Uh, in uh, 2008, we had Cy Young. Uh, uh, 1908. 1908. 1908. Yeah, yeah, I keep doing that. I was gonna say, how do you do that to him? Wow. Yeah, right. <laughs> and that was against the Highlanders, who later became the Yankees, and he did that for the Red Sox. In 48, Bob Feller did it against the Tigers. And you're right, there is one in 51 uh, that we come to in a little while. And that was the first night no hitter in the American League. Remember, we had a no hitter a couple of weeks ago with Johnny Vandermeer in Ebbets Field. And in 62, uh, uh, Sandy. Koufax pitched his first no-hitter against the Mets. So, and then, uh, let's see, Houston and Cincinnati uh, were fogged out in the seventh game, in the seventh inning in 1962, uh, but the that meant that the uh, Cole 45's manager got to go to the hospital to be there when his son was born. So that was pretty cool, and I don't know who the manager was. I, no, I don't I know don't a way either. to find that out. No, I don't remember either. Okay, uh, and in, ni- in 1920, the Negro Leagues uh, began. Le- there were leagues. There was an American and a National, and I think they kind of mirrored uh, the cities, as if you're an American League city. Uh, some of city. Them, well, you had Kansas City, Indianapolis. Uh, you yeah, had there were some cities, team. but they did have yeah, they did have uh, American and National Leagues, and and of and, course the, the the big names from that were Cool Papa Bell, uh, Satchel Paige, uh, Josh Gibson, and of course Jackie Robinson. The thing is, the you know we say they were great, and they were, and they would have been wonderful players, and I'm sure Hall of Famers in their own right. But of course they were playing. You know, not every black player was a great player, so it was. Probably, I don't know what level they considered it. I don't know whether they considered it like a double well, A or triple A league or what. But, you know, 
Satchel Page, let's just Seth, I forget how many no hitters he actually pitched. And think about when he came into the majors, he was pitching no hitters uh, like in his forty. He was the oldest rookie of the year when he came in yeah. at forty two. Yeah. yeah. But I'm thinking that, you know, they were playing uh, guys who would have been in double A AA or triple A in their era, you know, if right. it was double A AA and triple A. Right. But a lot so, of those guys were better than the actual major leaguers. Like you said, those four you mentioned in the those four, yeah. out there. Those four and, and there's probably some others who sure could have been major leagues. Oh, I'm That's sure right. there's probably four or five guys on each team that right. should have been in the majors. But right. what I'm saying is that the, the whole team, you got a 20-man, 25-man yeah. roster, whatever you had in those days, they probably didn't have the, the caliber. So if Satchel Page pitched all these no-hitters, it's a little like uh, that guy used to do the uh, Freddie Fain, that softball pitcher. You know, you're pitching against people who were not up to the caliber. Right. You know. But anyway. Yeah, check out the Negro League Museum. Everybody's right. It's supposed to be really good in Kansas City. Yeah, I remember yeah. hearing yeah. about that. July 1st in 04, we had the third uh, modern Olympics. This is 1904, and that was in St. Louis, and that was with the World's Fair uh, then that you hear about in the movie from uh, the 1940s, you know, me and say, Louis, Louis, that movie with Judy Garland and all that. Uh, in, 19, in 1917, Brooklyn beat Philadelphia 3-2, to two, but Charlie Ebbets was arrested. Charles Ebbets was arrested because he had violated the blue law. I don't know how he figured people he would get away with it. Not that it was on the radio yet, but still, you know, it's Sunday guy, you know, you're not supposed to play, so I don't know who he thought he was fooling, but he, he tried, and it was July 3rd, maybe July 1st, maybe he thought the holiday weekend, but the 4th was yeah. until Wednesday, don't ask me. But yeah. uh, it's probably the first, one of the few times that an owner was arrested after his team won. 1920, uh, Walter Johnson pitched a no-hitter against, and is the only one that he pitched against the Red Sox. Uh, 1951, there's Bob Feller pitching another no-hitter against the Tigers. Tigers weren't the best team around the early 50s. Um, and then uh, WFAN began in 1987, and Susan Waldman was the first voice heard on that station. Yep. And uh, they, they began, and their problem was they began with sort of a national focus, and really they had guys in from other other markets and so forth. And Greg Noble, always, Jim Lampley. It had a, had a feel like a, a ESPN would in the early 90s, ESPN radio, which is fine because it was a national show. Yeah. But this is, a, you know, it, it wasn't going to fly in New York. So it took them a year or two to get their feet on their, the get Mike and the Mad Dog and people people like that. And in moving there. to 660 helped too. Yeah. Yes, it uh, did. Yeah, yep, that they, happened on October, yeah. October 16, uh, October 14, 1988. Right. July 2nd, 1941, Joe DiMaggio passed We Willie Keeler and set the then uh, hitting streak record at 45. Of course, he ended up at 56. Right. Um, uh, let's see. In 2013, Homer Bailey pitched an, his uh, no-hitter against the uh, Giants. And uh, two days later, I went to a, uh, tried to go to a rainout on the 4th of July in uh, against the Giants at uh, you know the Cincinnati Stadium and they went to the bar there and we had another nice food but didn't get to go to a game yep. and then uh, let's see and then on as I mentioned I'll just do it briefly here July 2nd 1958 I went to my first Red Sox game when they lost to the Senators 5-3 to three. so <laughs> there you go so um, and, uh, we had the July 2nd of the Marty years but, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right um, I forget what that one was now but uh, everybody you think back you'll remember you check the podcast you'll find out that's um, right and July third now we have the Tony Cloninger thing with all the, the two grand slams and the big win by the Braves over the Giants. I think that was in San Francisco. I think that I remember was hearing correct. that. Ken, yep. Candlestick Park. Which it was. was. Okay. Yeah. Now we did have a couple of events on July 4th. Uh, in 39 Lou Gehrig said, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth at Yankee Stadium uh, when he, they had a day for him when uh, he was retiring uh, after a couple of weeks, uh, two or three weeks earlier being diagnosed with ALS. And in 1983 Dave Rigetti pitched his no-hitter against the Red Sox. 
So we don't have anything for July 5th. Well, uh, July 4th, keep in mind, Chris, that it happens every year. Joey Chestnut wins the hot dog eating contest. That is correct. After, yeah, well, Kobayashi used to, but not, oh, yeah, Joey Chestnut set 75 records. 75, 75 hot, hot dogs in 10 minutes, and okay. that includes with the buns. All right. Uh, and then how long they were in there afterwards, we don't know. July 6th, is it 56? Peter Thompson won the uh, third uh, British Open in a row um, in golf. And the first game, uh, first All Star game in 1933 in Comiskey Park, and the Americans beat the National four to two. The American League, as I mentioned, overall started off very fast in the series. From 1933 through 1950, they won the vast majority of games. The National League took over from then on through 80, 82 or so, and the American League has dominated since then. I think the National League—it's very close. I think the National League may still have a bit of a lead, but anyway. Uh, and Babe Ruth homered in the first All Star game, so that was kind of appropriate in 19. Uh, uh, 40, uh, no, let's see, 42, uh, oh, yes, oh, here we go. Mort Cooper uh, started as the pitcher, and Walker Cooper was the catcher in the, for the National League in the All-Star game. I don't know what teams they were on, but they were not only uh, teammates, well, but they were brothers. It was, card, it was Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah. Were they both yeah. with the Cardinals, or were they? Uh, yes, they were, yeah. yeah, they both Okay, were. okay. Um, and and the AL beat the NL 3-1 to one that day. In 83, Fred Lynn hit a grand slam to help the American League to a uh, to a, a victory. And, and I believe that, that, well, wasn't that, that was at Comiskey Park. Oh, yeah. Althea Gibson won the uh, won uh, the uh, uh, 
uh, Wimbledon in 57. She also later in the year won the U.S. Open, the first black woman to, to do either of those tournaments. So there we go for that. On July 7th, uh, 30 Wimbledons were played. We are not going to read them all. We do no. not have them. No. Uh, okay. In 39, uh, Nick Burton won the uh, the last uh, British Open before, until the end of World War II. Now, I don't know whether they came back in 45 or 46, but either uh, way. They did. 45. Okay. Well, that's good for them because that, that was probably a real sign. You know, they were not rebuilt. You know, the other thing they did, of course, is they had the Olympics uh, over there in, uh, what, I think 52 to show that they could put it on. I mean, it was such damage in, in London and so forth. Yes. In 36, the National League beat the American League, and the first win at, uh, that was at Braves Field, first win by the National League. Uh, American beat the National in 59 in Pittsburgh. That was the first the four years in a row, 59 through 62, that we had the, the uh, eight All-Star game, and that was the first one played, and uh, so that was uh, the American beat the, I mean, the National beat the American, uh, and uh, on that one, I think in those four games, to show the National League's dominance, I think it was 6-1-1, one, and one, the one tie at Fenway Park that I went to in 61. Six wins by the National, one by the American, and one tie. So just showed you how things went. Uh, National League won in 64, and Johnny Callison hit the home run that won it off Dick Raddatz of the Red Sox. After, you know, he was left in there for, he was pitching his third inning of relief. You'd never see that in a, an all-star game nowadays, but he was, a you know, an iron man at that point, but that was the beginning of the end for him. But Johnny Callison, the Phillies won the game in 98, uh, it was uh, Coors, Coors Field, of all places, of course. National League beat the American League 13-8, to which was the highest-scoring all-star game. On July 8th, we're getting there, folks. Uh, the British Open in 33, Denny Shoot beat, uh, and he was an American, and he beat fellow American Craig Wood in a 36-hole playoff. Boy, they were they liked to play golf back yeah. then, boy. I'll yeah. tell you. Yeah. In 55, uh, Thompson there. What was his first name? I forget. Peter Thompson, uh, Australian. Yeah, he won that second. For second open of the three in a row. Yep. In 35, the AL beat the NL 4-1, to one, and um, I don't have a, a site for that game, but anyway, they did. In 41, uh, Ted Williams hit the home run that uh, won it for the American League, uh, game walk-off home run <coughs> at, the, at um, I think it was uh, Briggs Stadium at that point in Detroit. And let's see, uh, let's see, I think it was 7-5 to five in that game. Uh, let's see, yeah. in 47 uh, in Wrigley Field. Uh, oh, that was what that was. That was in 47 Wrigley Field, 7-5 to five American League. That's what it was. In 1952, the NL uh, won the shortest all-star game at Scheib Park. Scheib Park later became Connie Mack Stadium, where the Phillies and A's used to play. And uh, that was uh, shortened by rain, I think, five innings. In 1958, the AL beat the NL in Baltimore, and the uh, that was 25th uh, All-Star game. In 1980, the NL beat the AL in Dodger Stadium. 97, AL beat the NL in Cleveland. And in 60, uh, 67, Billie Jean King won the one Wimbledon, her first Wimbledon, and, and no money because that was the next year. Of course, it changed. Yep. In 78, Bjorn Borg beat Jimmy Connors in the win uh, the men's. 84, McEnroe uh, won his third of four uh, Grand Slams uh, that he ever won, uh, Grand Slam events. That was the last one. He, no, wait a minute. I guess it was the last one that was, he won, right? It was his third Wimbledon, but seven Grand ah. Slams. Out of the four, a third of four in that year. Three of yeah. four right. in that year, he won seven Grand Slams. And, and that was then he last. never won any more after that. Right. After right. that year, 
after that year, yeah. he didn't. He beat Jimmy Connors also. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Jimmy and didn't then, have a good day. No. Those, those, in 97, Edberg beat Boris Becker, and I guess they played how many years in a row did they play in the final? Three in a row. Three in a row. He took the middle one. 95, Steffi Graf won her last uh, Wimbledon. That's correct. And in 2000, uh, Venus won uh, won the Wimbledon there. And uh, let's see. What is this? Uh, Federer. Oh, in 12, would that be right? Federer beat uh, uh, Murray, Andy Murray? That's correct. Was, yeah, in, 2012. in 2012, yes. Yeah, and that was his seventh Wimbledon. That's and, correct. And, and the 17th Grand Slam event that he had won. And now, and now to update the totals, Roger Federer has now won 20 Grand Slam events. Yeah, he's a, wow. And Serena has 22. Uh, no, okay. she's got 24, Sean. 24, 24. 24. Okay. She's, right. she's tied the record of Margaret Court. Yes, and uh, she's failed four times to break that. She's made finals since she's got her 24th, but she's failed each time to, to uh, uh, hold that record by herself. So, so July 8th was a, a big day. Let's see, yeah. July 9th in 1940, the National League beat the American League, and uh, that was the first shutout in all-star game history. In 46, and I think this was at Fenway, the American League beat the National League 12 to nothing, so that was the biggest blowout in all-star history. In 68, the first night game in all-star, an indoor all-star game. I know this was a night game. I remember this. And yeah, Willie, Mays homered, Willie Mays uh, led off the game, homered, and the American League, that was it. <laughs> the National <laughs> League won the game one to nothing. Uh, in 02, it was a 7-7 tie in Milwaukee. And, that was and that's when the whole ridiculousness started with home field advantage for the World Series after right. that. Right in front of uh, uh, Bud Seelig in his home ballpark. So, yeah, 7-7 yep. yep. tie. Yep. And then, uh, let's see, in 37, uh, Henry Cotton won the uh, the British, I think this is the golf, the British Open. Yes, it is. Yeah. 54, Peter Thompson won the first of those three That's British correct. Opens that we talked about. 65, uh, uh, in, uh, what's this? Uh, oh, yeah, 65, I don't see what's going on there. But in 66, in the AL, uh, Jack Nicklaus won uh, the British Open. His first. His yeah. first one. His first. 77 uh, uh, was, uh, was Watson's first. Tom Watson. Uh, Tom yeah. Watson, yes. Yeah. 89, it's uh, Boris Becker beat Ed Berg. Uh, that, that first was 95, years, yeah. Pete Sampras won the uh, his third uh, British Open. Uh, I mean, that, Wimbledon. No, Wimbledon. 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 Wimbledon, yeah. yeah. And that was over Boris Becker. Boris in, Becker. Two, in 2000, the last one for Pete, Pete Sampras. And Serena won uh, her 22nd Grand Slam event in, in 2016. Yeah, and, now, and like I said, uh, she's now up to 24. She's tied Margaret Court. And she's failed to break that record so far on four occasions. Okay. So. Down the stretch we come. <laughs> July 10th, uh, the U.S. Open. Uh, we had, uh, in, two, in 1926, Bobby Jones won the U.S. Uh, Open. Uh, the latest uh, U.S. Open. The ever. latest U.S. Open. 1953, Ben Hogan won the British Open. And that's the only, only time he went over there. Yep, only time yeah. to ever play. Yeah, over only there. time he went over, yeah. And then, then he was really dominant in those early 50s after that car accident, that's for yeah, sure. sure. In 64, Champagne Tony Lima won the British Open. Uh, he would give by the reporter Champagne when he win a tournament, and uh, that's why he got that name. 71, uh, Lee Trevino won, uh, won the British. And now we're going back to... Uh, Carl Hubble in 1934, who struck out five Hall of Famers. I think. Well, no, they had 1976. Johnny Miller won the British Open. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay, that's right. Yeah, but Carl back in 34, yeah. Carl Hubble, and I think it was at the Polo Ground, uh, struck out five in a row. And I know that Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig were in the list. I'm pretty sure. Jimmy uh, Fox, Fox uh, Joe Cronin, I think. 
And yeah. I don't remember who, who the other one was, but they yeah, were five Hall of Famers. Five consecutive Hall of Famers. Yep. Yep. Was it Al Wilson? Uh, I don't know. I don't no. remember who. It was, I don't no. know who that. I don't know who the other one is. Yeah. But uh, I, I, if I heard the name, I would know it. But AL beat the NL, however, in that game. In '62, the NL beat the AL uh, three to nothing in Washington, and JFK threw out the first pitch at DC Stadium, which later became RFK Stadium. Mm-hmm. In '01, Cal Ripken won the game for the American League. Uh, I don't know where it was, but he, they won, uh, and he hit a hit a home run. And that won the game. Last All Star game. That was the last All Star game. That was his that. last year. Also, yep. last year. there's Johnny Miller's uh, 76 uh, uh, British Open uh, in his only British Open. And then uh, let's see, what's this? Uh, okay, I think that was it. But I had a few things that I came up with for uh, on July 11th, 1960. What they did in 1960, they played the two All Star games on Monday and Wednesday, the 11th and 13th. They put them together and made the game the break longer, which also coincided with the Democratic convention where JFK was nominated. So it was kind of a special week on TV, two all-star games and a convention when people used to pay attention to them because there was some doubt. And the National League beat the American League, of course, as they were at that time. And that was in Kansas City. Uh, Let's see. Then we had, in 67, the NL beat the AL. Uh, in um, the Angel Stadium there, but whatever and that, it was called and, at that and, point. That, uh, and that was one of the longest All-Star games in history because that went 15 innings and the score was 2-1. to one. Yes, and Tony Perez, I think, won it for the, with a home run, if I remember correctly. That is correct. And uh, let's see. And then, let's see. I, w- I need to run this highlight just because I can. July 9th through July 13th, the Red Sox in 1959 swept five games from the Yankees. That never happened back then. <laughs> so and I, that was they were all at Fenway Park. This was when the, the Yankees were not great that year. They were third. That was in 54 and 59 were the only years in the 50s they didn't win the pennant. But the Red Sox, I mean the Red Sox just didn't do things like that. They were usually in the second division and had only one winning season for years. And you know, But anyway, they won those five games. Don Budden even hit a grand slam home run to win a game. That's pretty cool because all he could do was field for the most part. June 11th, 1961 July 11th. July 11th, 1961 It's too bad you guys are going to miss this because this is one of the all-star highlights. Stu Miller was blown off the mound at Candlestick Park. When yeah, he, I remember he, hearing about that. When he was pitching, and uh, the NL uh, beat the AL, and uh, but uh, he was blown off the mound of Candlestick. That was pretty funny. Yeah. And then uh, in two, in uh, July 12, in 1966, the NL beat the AL in a very hot All-Star game in St. Louis. I think it was the hottest one they ever had. Yeah. Uh, also on July 12th, I know you don't have this, Chris. This yeah. was the day of the New York blackout, and the Mets were playing a game, and the the lights went out in Shea Stadium. Howie Rose and Susan Waldman talked about that. That's this right. Morning. I, I remember that yeah. and they had uh, they had uh, Lenny Randall on and he lives in Italy now and he was the one at the plate when the lights went out so all right they, ha- they had him on the radio this morning talking about that and in 77 if I remember correctly the National League beat the American League at Yankee Stadium in that all-star game that is correct and there you go that's what we got as far as wow. I know yeah uh, do, we, do we have any other callers or any you do other? Not. I so think, uh, they're probably asleep they probably are so Sean why don't you with the wrap-up I will. We want to thank all of you for coming back. And if you ever miss it, remember, you can download the podcast, legendoldies.com, or you can type in your podcatcher, Sports Lounge Live, or on your smart device, tell it, play this Sports Lounge Live podcast. And if another date pops up, keep going next until you get to whatever date you want. Or you can listen, 773-572-3006, option number nine. Also, if you want to contact us anytime throughout the week, 800-693-0595. 
Option two, make sure the message is for Sports Lounge Live. Uh, also, you can email us, sportslounge at allthingsradio.net. Now, the Coffee Club and All Things Radio are both coming back this week. want to remind you about that. But next week, we're going to be getting into game week for a sport. That's right. We'll be, he- we'll be headed into game week. Yes, we'll have actually baseball. If we want to do any, we can maybe cook up some predictions. It's pretty crazy. We might try. The week after that, we'll go over the standings for the NBA and stuff because we're going to be picking up where we left off with that, and we'll talk about the hockey pairings again. But next week, we'll, yeah, we'll sort of focus we can go on the baseball. Yeah. In, yes, yeah, we'll talk go over that. And for, so, so that we're starting to actually get sports, so hey, yeah, we'll, we'll, see you we'll actually be able to talk about live sports and uh, yeah, pretty uh, soon, not no. just live team sports, yeah, yeah, not team sports. All right, yeah. see you next week. See you next week. See you next week. Take it easy.